0: After Jesus rose from the dead, he said, "I'll be right back." In Matthew 25:14 through 30, if you will read that yourself for the sake of time, Jesus shares parables about time and talents. When the Lord dealt with the second coming, he also dealt specifically with our responsibilities during the time of his absence. It illustrates faithfulness required of God's servants. Now, in those parables, you find true and false servants. And when Christ comes, there will be true and false servants. He said in Luke 19, 13, occupy till I come. That word occupy means take care of business, not fill up a space Or occupy space on a pew. But take care of business. What business? Kingdom business. Jesus calls us servants. There is a difference between the parable of the talent and the parable of the servant. You see, we have ministry inside the house. And we have ministry in the world. Outside the house. But in both, we find the ministry and the authority of Jesus Christ in his church. The servants and the gifts are his. Every Christian should seize the opportunities to serve as they are manifested and revealed. We read, whom the Lord hath made ruler. No man can make himself a ruler. God makes us servants and He equips us for the work. The difference between Luke's account and Matthew's is human responsibility and divine sovereignty. There is a work to be done, but we must be led of the Lord. Now listen, there are things that He has told us to do that there are no dispute about. There are things that he said that we must obey. Unless you are of the belief system that the entire Bible was for them, for that people, and not really for us. But if you believe that the whole Bible is for us today as well as them then you will know that there is a work to be done, that we are to study to show ourselves approved. We are to pray. We are to witness. We are to share the glorious gospel. We are to love those unlovable. We're to feed and help the homeless. We're to take care of the orphan and the widows. There is a work to be done. But we do want to be led of the Lord, but there are some things that He's already told us to do that we just we must seek direction which way to go, when to go, but we are to go. There is the human vessel, then the divine gift put in that vessel. Ministry is divine in its source, its nature, its power, and its object. It's all about Jesus Christ. And sharing Him and His love, mercy, and grace. What is all this subject of service to do with the coming of Jesus Christ? Well, I'm glad you ask. Much, it has much to do with the coming of Christ. In His continuing messages on the Mount of Olives, the question was asked What shall the signs of thy coming be? How are we to serve? In view of the Lord's return, How are we to serve? The ministry links itself on, as it were, to the departing and the return of our Lord. Ministry stands between these two great events, would you agree? His departing and his soon return. The evil servant says in his heart, My master delayeth his coming. Therefore, ministry, whether in the house or in the field, is to be carried on in full view of Jesus' return. Why? Because the Word tells us over and over and over. There is a reckoning coming. We will give an account. This should regulate our thinking and service in light of eternity. Leonard Ravenhill was asked, About the most awesome thought he'd ever had. And he said that one day I will stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account for everything done in my body. Paul said it like this I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Now, unless you are of that group of people that believe that we are to be love and sweet and kind and honey and kissy, kissy, lovey, lovey, chocolatey, listen, Paul said reprove, rebuke, exhort, with all long-suffering and doctrine. The Word of God tells us that we are to call sin, sin. Disobedience is disobedience. Hast thou been found faithful in a few things? Jesus said, I will make thee ruler over many things. There will be ample, distinct, and definite reward for responsibility discharged services rendered, and work done. All will be rewarded. The first two servants received the same reward, though they received different amounts of money. The reward was based on faithfulness, not the size of their responsibilities. His coming, the Lord's coming, will be as public and visible as the livid lightning which flashes across the sky A fiery, flaming, visible return in power above that of the splendors of a noonday sun and a sunburst of rainbows. The word of the Lord says, enter into the joy of the Lord. There is no reward that will match up to this reward that is entering into the joy of God. The sense of the love that breathes in these words will lead each one to cast His crown of righteousness at the feet of the Lord. The very crown the righteous Lord gives, we will cast at his feet. One smile from him will touch the heart far more deeply and powerfully than the brightest crown that could ever be given and placed on our head. Who would not work? Who will not be faithful? Who would hide the Lord's money in the ground? Or keep your talent to yourself. Now, talents are not spiritual gifts, and spiritual gifts are not talents, but we, some have both. The man who did not know his master's heart, his master's character, hid the money. One passage said, cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness... How striking of a contrast between the two servants we find in those parables. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. Two sides of the same coin. One knows, loves, and trusts and serves his Lord. The other belies, fears, distrust, and does nothing. How solemn, how soul-subduing is all this. Jesus called him wicked and slothful. And when does all this happen? When the master returns himself with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. 1 Thessalonians 4:16 through 18. The theme is intensely interesting, deeply practical and abundantly fruitful. This subject is totally unexhaustible, yet so very exciting and interesting. It opens up an extensive field of vision for the spiritual mind to study through with an interest that never tires. Here is something that will throw much light on our subject. Daniel, Ezekiel, Revelation. With all the prophecy throughout the Bible, as sure as the sun will shine in the morning and go down tomorrow night, the Lord will return. It is as sure as the throne of God is. Nothing can hinder the coming of the Lord Jesus. Not all the powers of earth or hell combined will hinder God. Daniel nine twenty It is impossible to read this and not see that the full and accomplished Word of God will come to pass when the last sand of the 490 years shall run out of the hourglass... Israel shall enter upon their possession of all their destined preeminence and glory. I know the 490 years have not happened or Israel would be now under the reign of their blessed Messiah. Scripture cannot be broken. It is not a literal weeks. It has no sense or meaning at all. Gabriel meant 70 weeks of years. Then we have understanding of a period extending from the moment in which Cyrus issued his decree to restore Jerusalem to the moment of Israel's restoration. On the cross, the Messiah had no possession but the cross, vinegar, the spear, and the borrowed grave. He was rejected, cut off, had nothing But when he returns, he will reign supreme. Since the death of the Messiah, there has been an internal Christ who has been hidden in the heavens and the Holy Spirit has been working on earth, forming the body of Christ into the bride. When the last soul is saved and added to his body, Christ the Lord will come for his church. The King is coming. To know Him is to love Him. To love Him is to obey Him. And to obey Him is to serve Him. We do not go to our buildings of worship, the house of prayer, to serve. We enter into the world, we leave the building of worship to serve. We go out into the highways and the byways and the hedges to compel men not to just come into our buildings, but to come into the kingdom of God, to be born again, to be washed in the blood, to be saved. Oh, what a work we have to do while we wait for the coming of our sovereign King of kings and Lord of lords.